When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's fight week. Delighted to be joined as always by Mr. Peter Fury. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Coogan, as always. I noticed you lost the beard. Is that just like spur of the moment thing? You just think I'm just going to take it all off? Yeah, it's out of lockdown now. Plus, you know, you know, Father Christmas is not till December. So, you know, like I said, people agree beards never really suited, did they? My wife kept telling me I look 65. So I said, okay, I'll take it off. Take it off. Probably not 10 years off yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huge, huge week for uh, yourself and obviously Savannah this week, uh, where she bids to become world champion in only her ninth fight against Hannah Rankin this week. Um, yeah. Yeah, just talk to me about it. Uh, Hannah Rankin is no pushover, Peter. No, she's... Uh, and the good thing is, as well, it's two British rivals, which always stems for a good fight, doesn't it? You know, because both of them, you know, really want it, you know. So uh, that's a good fight. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The hard work's being done. Um, Savannah's on form. Um, she's ready. So it'd be a good, be a, it's going to be a good night. It'd be entertaining. I mean, in the not the kind of the midst of everyone, not the uncertainty, shall we say, of boxers not knowing when they're going to fight. I know, obviously, we'll speak about Huey in a little bit, but it's it's good, regardless of a crowd or not, that you had that date, and she's fighting, and she's fighting for the world title. So, crowd or not, it's not really going to make much difference. It's the end result that's going to count. Of course, it is, and. Um... I know it ain't going to matter for me. I don't think it's going to matter for Savannah. The main thing is, is getting in the ring and doing, putting on a good display for the fans, isn't it? You know, and putting on a good fight. That's what everybody wants to see. They want to see a good fight. And there's one thing, there's one thing about Savannah. Her style's exciting because she comes to fight. You know, so she, she, she's, uh, she's well prepared for this and uh, it, will, it will be a good fight. Mm. Um, obviously... The most notable name on Hannah Rankin's resume is uh, Clarissa Shields, obviously, you know, uh, a fighter that Savannah's been linked with for a very, very long time. But have you taken much of that defeat to Clarissa Shields? Have you gone back and kind of studied that loss? Not really, because styles make fights. You know, Savannah has a totally different style to Clarissa Shields. So I've not really looked at it, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I know what Savannah needs to do. We've looked at it and, uh, you know, Savannah's doing what she does and she's in peak condition. So, like I said, she's hitting hard. She's uh, throws a lot of punches, you know, so she can do the 10 rounds at any pace. So it's uh, she's trained for a hard 10 rounds. So, like I said, um, which I'm excited um, because when Savannah, she puts them shots together, it's, it's exciting to see because... She's a big puncher for, for women's boxing as well. She's not a tipper-tapper, you know. So when she lands, 
especially with there being no crowd, you'll hear the shots because she can hit. We've got, um, obviously, Savannah fighting this week. And then, I mean, there's three world title women's fights in, in, in involving Brits coming up next month. I mean, right now, as women's boxing has been flourishing. Oh. Sorry, children, they've come off again. Right. I'll get there with it. Yeah, it's back. Go on. Uh, as it has been uh, all the way through this kind of lockdown coronavirus period, women's boxing has kind of really gone from strength to strength, despite kind of the, the lack of boxing. And, and this is no different. What's happening this week and the three world title fights is coming in November. Well, 100%. I think women's boxing is going to be, it's going to be linked. It's going to be aligned up with men's. Everybody's just as, exci as excited to see women's boxing as what they are in men's now. It's taking off properly. And that's mainly thanks to the likes of uh, Katie Taylor, you know, having good epic performances, you know, and, you know, I'm really going and having wars in there. So, like I said, people's very interested in looking at it because women's boxing now, it is, it's nice to look at, you know, they're just as exciting as the men half the time. So it's good. So it is picking up. I think it, uh, I don't think it's going to be too long for women's boxing is on a level with men's boxing. Today's uh, Monday, obviously tomorrow. This interview will be, will be going out on Tuesday, but um, Tuesday you guys will enter the matchroom kind of bubble environment. So, yeah, looking forward yeah. to doing that, Peter. No, I, listen, uh, for me, it's going to be uh, a long week because I just like turning up on fight night, getting, the, getting on and leaving again. So um, that's part of the job, isn't it? You know, we've all got to do it. So this, this COVID thing, we've got to go and get tested at 12 o'clock tomorrow, 12 noon. And I think then we're sent up to the rooms and uh, we wait to the, the, the results and then providing everything's okay, then we get to mix around the hotel and stuff and walk around a bit. So then it'll start picking up. <laughs> but always in fight week, it's always media stuff, press things and stuff like that. So it'll soon start passing. <laughs> well you've been how many have you been in there you've been in a load haven't you I've loads yeah. I've done quite a few <laughs> but I think um, usually on a media week you can do your media stuff and then go on but obviously this one you have to be kind of wrapped around that whole fight bubble environment all week I'm just grateful you know that we've got a fight so that's the main thing you know and it is a what a nice way to uh, come back at the lockdown because it's a world title fight mm. so like I said uh so it, it got scuppered before with Savannah. Uh, it was because of COVID. She never got to fight for the WBO light heavyweight title. So it's, uh, you know, here we are. So she's fortunate that uh, this fight is happening. So it's it's even better because they're both from the UK. Mm. So it's, it's perfect. Just moving on to uh, your boy, Hugh, <coughs> Peter. What is the latest yeah. regarding him? Are we going to see him in action before the year's out? Yeah, he's uh, he's going on the he's going on the white Pavetkin bill on the twenty first of uh, November. Okay, great. So we're just working on um, an opponent now, which we should have uh, we should have a list of names this week, some more names to look at, and uh, we're just finalising the opponent. But Yui will be on. He's in training. He's sparring, so uh, he's getting ready for uh, November twenty first. Mm. Is there quite? Is there a few opponents that you you and kind of Eddie's looking at? And MTK, we've had we've had one just uh, I've had one put to us. We give a list of about six or seven, but so far they put one to us. And uh, he's okay, but he's not he's not really a name. It's like a, you know, 
it's one of these banana skin type of fights with no reward because nobody's heard of the guy. So it's uh, we could do with somebody a little bit of meat on the bone, like somebody somebody's heard of, you know. Yeah. So we're just having a look at diff- different uh, possibilities there for you. But well, you know, there's plenty of opponents, so hmm. there should be uh, quite a few available, especially well, now because in this uh, pandemic, people's lucky to get a fight. Hmm. So there should well, be plenty like of takers. The main thing is to kind of obviously you want a good opponent for him, but the main thing is to get him out fighting and active again. True, it is. So we'll have to just look and uh, but we'll we'll definitely pick somebody anyway. You know someone, what we you know you know what we're like, Cougar. Hey? Someone will get it. <laughs> someone will someone will definitely get to fight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't see me you can never see me and you turning them fights, can you? <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, you look back at some of the fights that you guys have had, and they were years ago, when, you know, like the Joseph Parker fight was years ago now. Yeah. Uh, the Pulev fight was a couple of years, two or three years ago now. I mean, you know... Yeah, I think Povetkin was a year ago as well, wasn't it? October? Yeah. Yeah, it's over a year ago. Well, it just shows you, I was talking about this uh, a little while ago, that um, when you fought Povetkin, he was 16 stone, one pound. Wow. You know, now he's 17-7. You know, and he, he's trained, he's in shape. You know, so it just shows you how much he's grown and matured since uh, just a year ago. Yeah. And he's just turned 26 on the 18th of September last month. So I'm, I'm excited to see you uh, when he next goes on. We'll see big differences anyway. Mm. So uh, on that, on the undercard, obviously, White and Povetkin, we spoke a few days after... Um, the fight at fight camp on the 23rd of uh, last month. No, it weren't last month. It was uh, <laughs> August. But what do you? Yeah. What, what's your thoughts about that that rematch between those two now, as it's approaching next month? Well, Povetkin's going go, going to be more confident going into the fight because he knows he can he can hit uh, Dillian White. Uh, so he's going to press harder. But you know, saying that when he presses harder, he's going to be easier to hit. So. You know, it's still a 50-50 fight. It can go either way. You know, and Dillian White seemed to be winning the fight last time until he got caught because I think that's the shock of it all because he looked like he was in total control of it. You know, he had him down twice. You know, you automatically thought this round, he's going to get him out of there. Mm. And then all of a sudden, he gets Dillian out of there. <laughs> so it's just, it was one of them. It was like, I just can't believe what's just happened there. <coughs> it wasn't if it wasn't as if uh, Dillian White was getting outboxed or he was getting hurt in there. It was the other way around. Mm. So he was winning the fight until that happened. I think you. It, was, were... it wasn't. It wasn't a lucky punch. He set it up beautiful. What he done? It was a perfect shot. I think you, along with everyone else, is watching that fifth round, expecting him just to kind of finish off what he started in the fourth round. Yeah, it looked like Povetkin, you know, he looks he looks old for his years. The legs ain't there anymore as it was. I think he's even gone downhill since he boxed Yui. Mm. You know, don't forget, he's had a hard fight since Yui with Hunter as well. You know, this is a guy that's getting on in years. He's in his twilight years and, you know, he can't keep digging to the well. And it showed in that fight when they're Dillian White because every time he looked steady, unsteady on his legs and when he got clipped, he was he was going down. But although there was only flash knockdowns, he was still go- he was still going down, wasn't he? So 
I just think if um, if Dillian can withstand the power and he starts unleashing more on uh, Povetkin, then it, it should uh, it should come uh, Dillian's way because he, he is the younger, fresher man at the end of the day. Mm. But he's still dangerous, Povetkin, and uh, he's obviously been a very extremely good fighter in, in, in his day, and he's still dangerous. So, like I said, it's still a 50-50 fight because when you can pull a punch out the bag like that, you know, he's going to be a lot more confident in, in the rerun. So uh, he, he's going to be looking for it. Mm. I think people have got to remember as well, he's, and they do remember that his only two defeats have been to Joshua and Klitschko in his whole career. Yeah, that's right. I just, I think if it was a Yui Fury today, it would be a totally different ball game. I've got to be honest with you. And I don't say things lightly. You know, he's, he's a man today against the, when he fought was a, against a boy, really. Yeah. And you see the difference in Yui and his physique and his persona and the way he goes about things. He's turned from a young kid to a man. You know, you can see the difference in him. So, like I said, um, maybe maybe if Povetkin drops the decision to uh, Dillian, maybe Yui, could, maybe Yui could get that rematch with him. Is that a fight that you'd be up for doing again, Peter, the Povetkin rematch with, with Yui, yeah? Yeah, but you know, obviously if Povetkin wins, you know, Yui brings nothing to the table. It wouldn't be a fight that could possibly make then. Mm. You know, why would Povetkin take Yui again? Yeah. But if he if he lost it, then it, it's possible. Yeah, of course. That he could, that that fight could happen again, and we definitely we definitely be pushing for it anyway. Mm. Well, we ask for it anyway. Yeah. Um, another fight that looks likely to land on that same card is. Tom Little against Alan Babbage. What do you think of Alan Babbage, Peter? People have had mixed opinions about Alan Babbage, whether he's big enough to be a, a heavyweight and to compete at that level, but he seems exciting enough kind of for the opponents he's been fighting so far. But what do you think about him? He's got amateur pedigree, hasn't he? He's been around quite a bit. You know, I think the guy can fight. You can see he's still a novice with his, the, way he, the way he fights and stuff. <laughs> but um, he, he'll get there. He's he's not big enough for an heavyweight on a world on a, on the world scene. I would say definitely not because he's very small. He's fourteen something stone, is he? Yeah, I mean that. that this has been the questions about him. He's obviously his size and you know against kind of the modern day. You know, look, you know, to be a world champion in the heavyweight, you know, the dinosaurs today, you know. So, like I said. You know, maybe I think where he's at now, the levels he's fighting, he's he's all, he's all right. But as the levels step up, you know, as those what I do. You know, them them big heavy shots, they take they take its toll. And unless you belong in that heavyweight division, they have we haven't got weight divisions for nothing, have we? You know, so like I said, uh, if he puts weight on, <coughs> excuse me, and he gets a bit bigger, who knows? I can't really judge it. But looking at him, he he looks uh, he looks he looks like. Uh, He'd be better suited at cruiserweight. Um, Dave Allen's just had a fight uh, confirmed against Christian Hammer. Obviously, Tyson fought Christian Hammer back in 2015. Um, so, yeah, what, what's your thoughts about that fight for Dave? I think it's a good fight. We actually put his name forward for Yui. Um, so, like I said, it's a, it's, it's a good fight. Hammer's still a good fighter. He's got a good record. Um, it's short notice for Hammer. So let's see if Hammer's in shape. But if he's in shape, he's an hard night's work for anybody. Because mm. Hammer, he's a bit intelligent as well. He's, you know, he's, not, a, he's not a dummy. 
but it depends if he's in shape or not. You know, if he comes in shape, you know, on the bright side, hopefully Dave Allen gets the, the hammer that fought David Price because he wasn't in good shape for that either. You know, if he gets, if he gets that type of uh, Christian hammer, he's in with a good shape, Dave. You know, so it just depends what kind of condition he's in. Yeah, it's an interesting fight. That's, um, <coughs> yeah, but it'd be a good win for Dave if he can get that fight won. Definitely, definitely. Good fight. He's a good opponent. Who would you favour out of um, Deborah and Joyce, Peter? Because that's just been obviously announced for like the fourth date since this coronavirus period has, has hit um, for the 28th of November. But who do you currently favour in that fight? They're both big punches, aren't they? Um, Dubois hasn't really fought anybody yet. So it's complicated there. That's, that's a bit of a downside for him. And he's very young, isn't he? So, but like I said, he's got very good trainers. You know, the, um, so they know what they're doing. You know, I'm only a spectator looking at it. I think it's, a, it's an even Stevens fight, that. But, uh, you know, if young Dubois can get it on Joe Joyce because he's vulnerable to be it quite a lot, Joe Joyce, he's, he's square on. He can't afford to do that with uh, Dubois because no matter what chin he's got, if he gets it with one of them shots, he, he'll go from it. You know, and Dubois will, will steam the pressure on as well. He won't have a chance to recover. So, like I said, he needs to be... Um, Joe Joyce needs a, a better defence than what we've seen in the past. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting fight. That's, a, that's coming up next month. This but if he, if he can take Dubois' shots, there's one thing for sure. He's, <laughs> Joe Joyce is going to bring it down the stretch and he's going to keep bringing it. And the longer the rounds go on, he's going to bring it more and more and more. So he's somebody, Joe Joyce, that doesn't blow a fuse. He goes the other way. He, goes, he keeps coming. And that'll be, um, that'll be a severe test if uh, Dubois can't get him out of there. You know, because if he can't get him out of there, then he's going to ship a lot of leather. So then we'll see exactly what what both of them made of, really. It's a good fight to see. It's a good fight to watch, and it'll be a good acid test for young Dubois if we can come through that, because Joe Joyce is no mug. He can fight that. He can fight. No matter what people say he looks like, we've done endless rounds with him, sparring with you. He, he can fight Joe Joyce. He's a serious, uh, he's a serious athlete as well. Yeah. There's a whole host of heavyweight fights coming up. I mean, it's kind of a strong <coughs> end with October, November, December, the amount of heavyweights, kind of big fights that we've got to look forward to. Yeah, there is. It's quite a lot of fights. Who else is it? Well, we've got Usek and Chizora this month. Then we've got, obviously, White and Povetkin. We'll have AJ and Pulev in uh, December. Um, we'll have Tyson returning in December. Um, it's just every yeah, just, just quite a lot of heavyweight action going on between now and uh, um, yeah. yeah. So, like I said, it, it, it's all good. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Usyk and um, Chisora. Well, man's, yeah, man's going blank. Chisora, that'll be uh, entertaining. That'll be a good fight to see. I, I highly rate. I've got to tell you, I highly rate Usyk. I think he's, uh, you know, he's going to—he's definitely another danger man in the heavyweight division. He's coming through fast. Mm. I can see, I can see Usyk struggling to get fights. I really can. I think he's going to get 
put in the waiting room for a long time, I think. <laughs> That's what I can see happening with Usyk. No, he has to force himself into the positions. Because I don't believe he's too small. I think he's a, he's a, serious, uh, he's a, he's a serious world athlete. It's going to be interesting. But, you know, can't write off Chisora as well because he's a big, strong, rugged man and he's going to come for it. He's going to, he's going to start firing them bombs and or wage all out war. So it'll be interesting. But look, I've seen it all before. You know, you can, you can come forward, you can apply pressure. But he's got sublime skills there, Usyk, and he's not a powder puncher himself. So it's going to be... Um, it's, I'm looking forward to seeing it anyway. Mm, absolutely. Um, Peter, what are your thoughts on Wilder splitting with Mark Breland? It was much talked about over the last couple of weeks. It's been seven months since his fight with Tyson. And, yeah, it seemed a, a bit of an odd decision it to happen seven months later that they've just... they've parted ways I've no idea you know I've, I've no idea what their reasons are and I can't really comment on it um, but he was clearly losing the fight and he's probably saved him from getting knocked out and on the other hand you know this is a heavyweight game you're one punch away from from disaster so maybe they're thinking well you know maybe Tyson would have opened up more and I'd, and I'd have got to him you know, because he can end the fight with, with one shot, as we know. But that clearly wasn't going to happen. So that's not what I seen anyway. He looked like he was just too much for him and he was all out at sea. So I think uh, Mark Breland done him a favour. So you know, the fighter can always come again. But that's not... That's, uh, there might be other reasons behind it as well. I, I just don't know. It might not just be all because of the fighter. Any, any could be anything, couldn't it? But I don't know what. Um... So what? What's happening? Are they not, are they not having a rematch now? Then? Well, this is what's come about in the last couple of days. That I think Frank Warren and Tyson have come out and said that they're kind of moving away from the Wilder fight, and Tyson's going to fight in the UK in December. Um, I think it's been reported. December 5th as a, as a potential date. That was from uh, Mike Coffinger. <coughs> UK. Um, but it obviously has a lot to do with when that date was expiring for, the, for that trilogy fight, which obviously is coming to an end or has passed or whatever. So it doesn't look like that fight is going to happen this year. So... Oh, like I said, I, I can't comment. So we have to... Uh... Wait and see. I don't know what I don't know anything about it. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Um, but not looking good. It won't be looking good for Wilder, though, will it? It's <laughs> gone quiet this this past seven months. I mean, we, we just haven't heard a lot from him or his team in, in regards to anything. I don't think he's really said too much, but it's not really a great surprise that this trilogy fight doesn't seem to be happening at the end of the year. No. Well, you just don't know what what's, what goes on. Um, but normally, that uh, Shelley Finkel, he's a very switched-on kind of guy. You know, I knew him from the Klitschko fight. We've done the negotiations with him back then. He he seems very switched on. And if there was a third fight, normally he would have it tied up in he'd have it tied up from head to bottom. So maybe there's a problem with Wilder. Mm. So maybe there is a genuine problem. That's why they're letting it slip by. I think Shelley Finkel. Uh, has made some comments saying that that fight is still on 
But then Frank Warren and obviously Tyson have said over the last day or two days that Tyson will be fighting in the UK against another opponent before a, Josh, a potential Joshua fight next year. So who knows, Peter? Who knows what will happen? Let's wait and see. You never know in boxing, do you? It's like a soap opera, isn't it? I know. People say a lot of shit and <laughs> it's going to be totally different. So like I said, you know, if words could win fights, then <laughs> we'd be all better off probably. I don't know. But like I said, uh, no, it's not my business, so I have no idea. I don't know what, what's going on. Time will tell. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, Peter, I appreciate your time uh, this Monday evening. Um Anytime, no problem. Uh, yeah, we look forward to this week, obviously, and uh, obviously best of luck to, to yourself and, and Savannah uh, this week. Like you said, it's a, a great fight with another Brit as well. So, you know. Um, well, it's very entertaining, and more so than anything in women's boxing. It's the way that, it's the, way that the fight's going to unfold, you know, um, because, like I said, Savannah ain't going there to uh, to do any overtime. You know she's in the hit business. You know she's uh, you know she wants to make she wants to make big statements. You know she's trained hard all year. She lives in the gym, and uh, she's ready for anybody. So like I said, she's looking to put on a statement uh, come Saturday, and um, I'm just looking forward to see it. I think uh, Anna Rankin's a very good opponent. She's tough. She's up for it, trained very hard for it. So it'll be a good fight because there's a lot of pride at stake as well. But the only thing I will say, when somebody like Savannah connects, you know, if she connects and connects clean, you know, she can put, she can put men over, never mind women. So she, she's a big hitter. She has got a lot of power in her, in her punches, which, like I said, which will start taking its toll as she starts landing. You know, so it's going to be interesting. It just depends, uh, but Anna Rankin's tough as well. So that, that, let's see how it unfolds, you know, it's all... But the good thing with Savannah, she's an all-round, she's got it all-round because she's good. She's a very good boxer as well. She doesn't rely on the punch power, you know, so that's a good thing. She's not somebody that's just letting rounds slip by looking for a big shot. She's, not, she's a very good technical fighter. She throws a lot of punches in bunches and stuff, so it's going to be, uh, like I said, it's going to be entertaining. I think the more Hannah Rankin brings it, the better it is for Savannah. Well, we'll look forward to that. This Saturday, obviously live on uh, Sky Sports uh, from up in Peterborough. So, yeah. yeah, safe travels there tomorrow. And uh, no doubt we'll catch another word with you at some point this week. You'll have nothing else to do this week, Peter. So, you know. Just ring me anyway. I'll be bored shitless. <laughs> You're you, over there sunning it. Yeah, you the last, last person you want to speak to is me. <laughs> did you finish home? Now? Did you finish home? Now? Do you know what? I've I finished it, but I've not had time to watch your video because you sent the, me the DVD, didn't you? Season eight, yeah. Yeah, I've not had a chance to look at it. Oh. But I've got it. I've got you. You sent it me. I've got it. Thanks very yeah. much. But I will get round to it. Uh, you watch it. I, just, I just need to start uh, having a good look at it. Watch it over Christmas. Yeah, because then I can relax. So that's yeah. when I will probably be able to look at it. Because you know, it's one of them where you play it and you can't watch one program. No. So you'll want to watch all of it. 
Yeah. And, and I'm that type of uh, person, yeah? If I press it and start watching it, I probably won't go to bed. <laughs> I'll be up all night watching it, and that'll ruin me then for the full weekend. Watch it over Christmas. Once uh, uh, Glenn and Huey have had their fights, then watch it after them. Yeah, sounds a good idea, Coogan. Yeah, let me know you get on. All right, Peter Fury, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Like I said, best of luck to you and Savannah against Hannah Rankin this week. And uh, like I said, hopefully we'll catch a word with you uh, before fight night on Saturday. Thanks, Coogan. I'll speak to you soon. No problem. Thank you very much. All the best, Coogan. Take Bye. care. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network.